Hey, if you love the rewatchables, we have one of my favorite sports movies ever is coming on Thursday, Thanksgiving, a special Thanksgiving drop. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's one of my favorites. You could probably guess if you really sleuthed. Anyway, if you love the rewatchables, the entire archive is available only on Spotify. That's it. That's the only place you can find it. Everything from the last 45 days is available everywhere. But after that, four plus years of episodes, over 200 movies available only on Spotify. Check it out. This episode of the Bill Simmons podcast is presented by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game and they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right at first half of the first game. I don't know, West Coast time. That's usually about 5 o'clock, 5.30. Perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. We're also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook as well as the Ringer Podcast Network. Here's the schedule for this podcast coming up uh, for the next couple of days, obviously tonight. Then I'm going to have something on uh, Tuesday morning slash afternoon-ish Pacific time. And then finally, Wednesday, little uh, little Megapod heading into the Thanksgiving holiday, including some million dollar picks for the Thursday game. So that's what we got going on. I'm also on the Prestige TV podcast tomorrow. So you can check that out. Final episode of the morning show. Um, honestly, one of the worst shows I've ever watched in my entire life. Can't wait to talk about it with Amanda Dobbins. And coming up, we're going to talk to the cuz, cousin Sal, in one second. First, our friends from Pearl Jam. <laughs> All right, Cousin Sal is here. Tip this a little later than usual, 8.45 Pacific time Sunday. Just watched a bizarre Steelers-Chargers game. Chargers up by 17. They went full Chargers on us. Block punt. Deflected pick in the air. Fourth and inches on their own 30 for no reason at all. 35. That gets stuffed. All of a sudden, the Steelers are up three. And then, uh, and then they get the late Mike Williams touchdown and the Chargers mm. win. And all 330 Chargers fans at the game were going crazy <laughs> at this game in LA. It's, what are they going to do about this Chargers thing? How This can't continue for the rest of our lives. It can't. 
I don't think it's good. I think I, I get it. Obviously, you you know, you're a Steelers fan. You're traveling. It's hard to not let these people in. But when they're checking the Vax card, they should also check to see who you're rooting for. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it's just not it's not pretty. It's not pretty to look at if you're a Chargers fan. Yet they keep winning. And um, I don't know, even when the Steelers were down two touchdowns, I'm like, yeah, this team and the Chargers both could be amongst the best in the AFC. There's no clear cut winner right at this point. I know I. I wrote down a question. How many realistic Super Bowl teams do we have right now heading into Thanksgiving week? AFC. I think New England, Kansas City, Tennessee, and Baltimore are all realistic. Tennessee's a little unrealistic, but they also might be a number one seed. So I think those four have to be in there. In the NFC, Arizona, Tampa, Green Bay, Dallas, Rams. Now I'm up to nine. Mm -hmm. And then you have Philly, Buffalo, Minnesota, Indy, and I think even the Chargers as maybes. So we have 14 possible Super Bowl teams yeah. that I didn't, I, I swear to God, I, I, even if you told me Philly was going to be in the Super Bowl, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't like poo poo it. There's no, right. we, there's no good teams. What do we do? It just, and like, this is week 11, right? So when we're done with tomorrow's game, it'll be week 11 and uh, yeah. 11 weeks. And that, so that's really the halfway point of the season because there's 21 total weeks. However you want to look at it. I don't think we've learned a damn thing. Like we know which teams aren't making it. There's four or five or six or seven teams that are just junk and not going to make it, but we'll still screw your money line parlays as the case with the, the Texans. Um, but like I said, those AFC, and maybe I crapped on it too early because then the Chiefs beat up on my Cowboys. They did a number on it. But um, I, yeah, you say maybes. I think all those teams can win the Super Bowl because no one's a cut above the other in, in either conference. Yeah, this was the case that I kept making for the Pats a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So it was like, who am, I, who am I scared of in the AFC? And then it seems like everybody has come toward them at the same time they're going up. NFC, I, it's like nobody wants it. You have Arizona, who's shown the most heart of anybody, and they're winning games with Colt McCoy instead of Kyler Murray. But if anything, they've probably shown the most most resolve, resilience, kind of well-rounded game. They can win in a whole bunch of different ways. Your team, I can't tell if this was just a peaked first seven weeks of the season, the schedule was a little easy situation, or now you're having bad luck. And you lost CD during the game. And of all weeks to lose him, now you have this Thanksgiving Thursday concussion. I'm assuming he's not going to play. Cooper's yeah. hurt. Your offensive line's a mess. The defense, which only gave up 19 today, the Chiefs has been fine. But the McCarthy situation, you could really feel it today. How many yeah. penalties did you have? 200? It was really bad. And, you know, yeah, when the offensive line is at its worst and Mike McCarthy is at his worst and, you know, not taking any of the two timeouts he has, which he's clearly playing for the field goal before half anyway, which would have made it 16-6. Okay, whatever. We didn't even get those points because with 36 seconds left, he lets the clock run with two timeouts and then punting the ball away on fourth and nine with, what, seven minutes left as if you're going to get the ball twice without the Chiefs scoring at the end. So that's Mark, Mike McCarthy in a nutshell. But yeah, that offense line was as bad as I've seen. And it played without Tyron Smith. But that was really, I mean, five sacks, how many pressures? I know Dak didn't help himself. God forbid they have a design run in there. You know, Carson yeah. Wentz is sprinting for like 15 yards at a clip. But Dak Prescott, can't. they can't help himself out with a, a design run to break things up a little bit. And Zeke got hurt early. Like everything that could have happened bad was going to happen. You know, Cedric Wilson and Michael Gallup aren't the same as C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. And that's just that. And, and all that said, they were still in it because the Chiefs continue to suck offensively.
Dak didn't have it from the first series. You could kind of feel it. It wasn't because yeah. he's been pretty, pretty elite for a few weeks there where you could have made a case he was playing better than anyone at that position. Yeah. But he, you know, he missed the throw in the first series. All of a sudden, the Chiefs had the ball a minute in the game and it just had the makings of one of those games. I lost, I think I did a better a million dollar picks than in real life. I think I lost a lot because you had the Saints, right? Well, I had the Saints. Yeah. I had, uh, I had, the Vikings, but I had them tied in with the Bills. The Bill mm-hmm. and the Bills attached to a lot of stuff. And then heading into Sunday, I was like, I'm going to take the Colts plus seven and a half, and I'm just going to try to middle everything. And then, of course, the line dropped to seven. I'm like, ah, screw it. I'll just ride the Bills. Yeah. And they just look terrible. The Colts killed them in that game. That was one of those where I think if they play 10 times, I think the Colts win like eight of the times. It really seemed like a bad matchup for the Bills. And I've been saying this for a couple of weeks on the pod and people think I'm being a homer, but I just don't see it with the Bills. They haven't played well since week five. I don't see it. I don't understand why just because they did well last year, that means it translates to this year. You can run right on their D. You can run right up their gut. And they have one above average skill guides, Diggs. That's it. Knox is okay. They have no running game. And Allen hasn't looked anything close to what he looked like last year. And at this point, we have a pretty big sample size that that team's not very good. I think if the, I just think the Colts had their number, not just today, but I think it would be pretty much every time they played. So the Pats, similar to the Colts in that they're going to be able to run the ball. They're going to be able to pressure Allen. I think they can take out Diggs. I think it's a great matchup for the Pats. I'm not scared of the Bills. Yeah, I'm with you. Or I guess I was against you because I had the Colts. I actually thought they'd pull the upset because if you give them the win against the Ravens, I know you could do this for any team, but if you give the yep. Colts the win against the Ravens, which they should have had, against the Titans, which had a 14-point lead and then blew it, but then had the ball driving uh, in the fourth quarter too. You know, they're what are they, like a 6-2 and two team, something crazy like that? What yeah. would they have been? What would that line have been, like three and a half or four? Like that's that's really what the difference between that and then – Jonathan Taylor went nuts. As far as your division goes, did you see, have you seen odds on uh, the AFC East? What do you think well, they are? You now have one wait, more win. Then no. Give them to me in 20 seconds. Okay. I did feel like when I saw the weather was going to be bad and you think, all right, I'm betting against Carson Wentz and I'm betting against Frank Reich. This game's going to be close. The thing is, the game was never close. The Colts are one of those teams and I think there's six or seven teams like this that if they're up 10, the game's basically over because yeah. they could just control the clock. They're, Patriots they're plus built... one. Tw- oh, you didn't mean a literal 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah. okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Patriots plus 120. <laughs> I knew that would get you. Bills minus 165. Patriots, even oh with God. the half game lead, plus 120. Oh, that's ludicrous. Honestly, the Pats yeah. were, I think, 10 to one on FanDuel three weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. even four and a half to one last week. It doesn't didn't make any sense. And yet, I don't know. I don't know. I do feel like you're going to do the the same thing. Just run against them and show how soft they are. At least how soft they've been. Like they beat up on the Jets. They played the Jaguars and lost. They they the the bad teams they could look good or or not look good against. And I don't know. All of a sudden, Josh Allen is in favor to win the uh, MVP. And the Bills. Oh are, my God, he can't even be in the top three anymore. Uh, he's actually isn't he second? Yeah, he's second. He's five. But to that's one. just because they don't know how to. Once there's money on a certain guy, they don't know how to shift the odds. I guess the last time they looked like a contender, I went through their schedules. Week five, the at Kansas City game. Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Now, you could say like, no, no, they killed the Jets. It's like great. The Jets suck. Like you that was get six weeks ago against the Chiefs, which is not playoff caliber at that point. Yeah. So Buffalo's next three. 
of course, they're at a tailspin. They're playing Thursday night, but they get to play the Saints. So it's mm-hmm. like kind of a double tailspin game. But still, if you're the Bills, you can't be super happy about that. Then they got New England 10 days later. Mm-hmm. And then they have at Tampa. That's their next three. And the arrow is pointing down for them. Um, they also got demolished by Jonathan Taylor, who has been the best fantasy guy this year. 50.4 fantasy points today. Eighth time wow. ever somebody has done 50. It felt like he actually had a chance. I think the record is, um, what is it, 55? Yeah, somewhere in there. Ooh, I I'm mean, gonna, you're look, are you going back? Like Tomlinson? No, I have it. Marshall Falk days? Or? No, I think it was Clint Portis was, I think, second ever. It's, uh, yeah, Clint Portis was number one, 55.4 in 2003. Oh. And then your guy Kamara last year. Yeah. Uh, he had 53.2, Alexander mm-hmm. 53.1, Dylan 51.6, Jamal Charles 51.5, Doug Martin 51.2, and then Taylor is six. They could have given him the, I mean, they don't care about any of his fantasy bullshit, but they, they, he could have broken that. He could have broken that the way. How about Jerry Rice with the 52.5 once? Did he really? Yeah, 1990. The only two receivers ever have been wow. 50. The other one was Jerry Butler with the Bills. I knew he um, was good. But Taylor, who I think he won he won the league for everybody on the planet except for your boy Damashek, who I toppled. Are you beating in him? our That's fantasy it? league? Yeah, I'm gonna I I <laughs> put him away even though he had Taylor. Well, at least um, he'll be in traffic for the next six hours trying to get back from SoFi. <laughs> so he's got that going for him. <laughs> People throwing permanis at each other, permani sandwiches. Uh, but our friend Lewis K, oh, who yeah. uh very important PR person here in LA handles PR for the ringer and myself sometimes mm-hmm, Me too. our cousin, Jimmy Kimmel. Like he's got a very powerful guy. We're in a fantasy league with him. He benched Jonathan Taylor this week. Yeah. And then we talked about how we're, we were texting him, how we we're going to mention on the pod. He's like, don't people are going to think I'm an idiot. So that made him, <laughs> that made me want to put it in the title. Of course. Louis K benches it. Taylor. Is that, should that just be the title of the pod? <laughs> we're 11 minutes in. We, we gave him a break. We were waiting this long. It's unbelievable. Yeah. How do you bench Jonathan Taylor? Uh, here's well, I told he, him, I, I said, Louis, I was like, when you were on that chain, I was like, Louis, we, we have to say something because if this leaks and we didn't tell anybody, like we're right. going to look bad. We look bad. Yeah. He's, then he's, it looks like we're covering up for him. Yeah. And like, you know, uh, celebrities have enough trouble these days trying to stay uncanny. Canceled. We want to make sure they, you know, hitch their wagon to someone who's paying attention. And frankly, he's just not. I think he needs to get ahead of it with his background yes. in uh, communications. Like exactly. The last thing you want to do is like try to cover it up, pr- pretend, pe- and then it snowballs. Yeah. So he started. He started Nick Chubb against the Lions, <laughs> defensible. AJ Dillon, right? AJ Dillon. He starts against the Vikings yeah. over Jonathan Taylor in Buffalo. Jonathan Taylor, the best guy in our league. Yeah. Benches him. I don't and know. Then he I, you loses. know what? He should have a press conference. He should hire Gloria Allred. I don't know what he should do. He, you're right. He should get in front of it. And then he lost to the last place team in our league. Yeah, the team was like two and eight. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a 39 point difference, and he lost by 15. I can't wait to see. We we still subscribe to that dumb CBS website, and they send the the synopsises of each match. It's not dumb. And they of insult. That. Yes. And they insult yeah. the team owners. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to see what, how they insult. I forgot about that, Lewis. It's going to be unbelievable. But he'll he'll get to them. It'll be a puff piece. You'll see after he's done. I'm sorry, Lewis. <laughs> CBS. We love you, Lewis. This is why we talk. We talk about you. Yeah. Well, at least we give him a heads up. That's right. So, another benefit of Buffalo, losing. The Patriots, third in the AFC now, 
first in the AFC East, mm-hmm. the league leader in point differential, and a chance to be the one seed two weeks from now if they can take care of business against Tennessee and Buffalo. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I spoke to all of our listeners today, and they said they don't really want to hear about the Patriots. They said your win was <laughs> too far removed. Yeah, your your win was like seventy two hours ago, so we should That's fair. we should move on. But now I'll, 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 I'll give you that. I mean, there's no arguing that they're the most balanced team in the AFC right now, right now. But it's very early. It's so early. It's like we have what do we have seventeen? We we have six more weeks left. In a month, we'll have two weeks left. This was the first week when it really felt like the season was too long because I was doing, I wrote down for all the playoff teams, Mm -hmm. I just wrote down who they had left, just shorthand, so I'd have it from this point on. And then, like, the Patriots, they have six games left. Some of these teams have seven games left. Like, Thanksgiving's in four days. (laughs) There's seven games left on the schedule. Are you saying it seemed too long because we saw Joe Flacco and we saw uh, Tim Boyle and we saw... Oh, uh, I have the whole Ty, list. Ty no, Taylor. Let, and let's go, go through go it. Do it. <laughs> we have crazy. one arm. This is, these are the quarterbacks we had today. And we had bye week teams too. One arm Baker Mayfield, who mm-hmm. I, how Case Keenum isn't better than him. I, I just don't understand what anyone's looking at. Tyrod Taylor, Tua, Flacco, Simeon, Heineke, Colt McCoy, yep. Huntley, Andy Dalton, Boyle, Cam Newton. Those yeah. are all people who who had important those quarterback roles somehow. today. Yeah. And Ben Roethlisberger, who actually, after you watch all these crappy quarterbacks, Roethlisberger's looking better and better. Great. He might be able to play five more years. Great. Put him in the Hall of Fame right now. <laughs> Can't yeah. move, but... Carson um, Wentz is another one. Like uh, He had 11 completions and looked like one of the top three quarterbacks today. <laughs> right. And, Cousin, and Cousins is looking like he's worth another $150 million contract or whatever at yeah. this point. And if you talk to Baker's wife, she would say, how bad was that? You saw that whole thing, right? Recap it for us. So she goes on. Well, let me find the, the tweet. But, you know, so he has what kind of game does he have? He basically doesn't have to do much. And they scratch. by. He has a lot of injuries. I'll give him that. But he was 15 for 29, 176 and one touchdown. Yeah. And I'm trying to find. And also, like, at least, what, 15 points in that game? It looked like he wasn't going to get up. It was one of those yeah. performances where I don't know how that doesn't affect the team at some point when it looks like their quarterback is on death's door after every play. And so at some point after the game, his wife, I don't know, is this an Instagram post? Does no one better say anything bad about at Baker Mayfield after this game? I don't think I've seen toughness like this. She doesn't think she's seen toughness like this in a while. Maybe mm. the rest of our team should take the hint and get tougher. Oh, my God. I would oh, have man. to divorce her. I really would. I was like, are you kidding me? Now I have 52 guys hating me in the locker room because of you. What good does this do? How long does this take to figure out that this does no good? When the spouses and significant others get involved on social media, I, it, it's a 0% chance it's a good thing for the team. Right. Even Giselle. That remember after the Super Bowl, the Philly game, when she mm-hmm. had that thing like hey, Tom can't catch the passes too or whatever. It's like ah, wife, Steph. mother, kid, husband. Yeah. If you're a female athlete, like whatever, did they just had they can't weigh in? It just it, it's never going to end up good. He probably hopes he gets COVID for the next two weeks at this point. This is why I never talk to my wife about this podcast. Smart. I never say anything about Kyle. I don't ever want her to go on Instagram. Like if we have some mm-hmm. some some 
pod takes too long to go up or something. And she <laughs> does some Instagram posts. Dude, the podcast doesn't put itself up. <laughs> That's what Other that people are involved. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's no way Case Keenum isn't better than uh, really, really banged up Baker Mayfield. Tell it's, those, those old and they should have lost that game. And you look at these AFC games, like, remember back in the day when people would talk about uh, the Belichick Pats used to pull these games out and He's mm-hmm. called like th- this is at a, these Baltimore wins are at another level. I don't understand how in God's name they won that game today. Cleveland's had a couple, Pittsburgh's had a couple. They even that tie they pulled out of their ass. But um, and then Tennessee is another one that the these games that are like these 50-50 games, and there's four AFC teams that have just yeah. grabbed like the vast majority of them. It's bizarre. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean. We were looking at that this morning, right? When when it was announced that Lamar went out, um, it went from five to they were still favored. I was like, why? Why are they still favored? This is yeah. stupid. They're favored by one and a half, and then it seemed like they were going to win by one. And like, oh yeah, okay, that that's what's going to happen. And then uh, you remember that Matt Nagy's on the other side too, and mm. I know everybody's calling for his head this week, but when they lose to the Bears on Thanksgiving, that will be the Lions. Sorry, the Lions, because I think there's just a doctrine out there like, hey, there's nothing we could do about it. If you lose back to back, you know, to um, Ty Huntley and Andy Dalton, we just have to let you go. There's just it's just a policy. There's nothing personal. We just have to get you out of there. No, it'd be Ty. It would be Ty Huntley and Goff's backup. Sorry, what am I thinking about? Yes, I I screwed that whole thing. You're getting all of your bad quarterbacks. No, it's fine. There's so many bad quarterbacks. You can't keep track of them. It's the TB, TB12. What's his name? Tim Boyle. If you lose to Huntley and Boyle, you're out. Yeah, Boyle, I can't say he did enough to keep the job. Um, If you're the Bears, you're obviously meeting tomorrow about the Nagy thing. Mm -hmm. And I think you're just like, eh. I mean, we could do it right now. Thanksgiving's in three days. Yeah, it's a short week. I don't know if if that benefits him or not. If he wins on Thanksgiving, then what do we do? Then Mm -hmm. do we fire him after a win? Has a coach ever been fired after a win? Should they just leave it up to him? It's like, look, we want to be good guys here and and women and and gals, but uh, do you want Thanksgiving to yourself? Because it's going to happen soon, right? (laughs) Yeah, do you want to just be with your family on Thursday? Yeah. And then we'll have a whole controversial thing about whether we get to cash in our... Matt Nagy, first coach fired, better not, considering Gruden resigned. Right. We don't know. Still don't know if that's a technicality or not, but we we have a lot of Nagy money. Uh, All right. We're going to take a quick break. We got a lot more to come here on this uh, goofy NFL week. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game. And they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right? First half of the first game. I don't know. West Coast time. That's usually about 5 o'clock, 5.30. Perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside. LDA, 21 and up. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Summer is all about fun vacations, but I know that being away from home can be stressful. So many things can happen. That's why I like to recommend Simply Safe, award-winning security that can help give you peace of mind when you're away. The only thing you should worry about while you're on vacation is having too much fun. Having my home, it's great. 
Couldn't work better. I think SipWeSafe is the best because it comes with a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. It's given me, my family, many others, real peace of mind. I'm waiting to have it too. Try it out. A 60-day money-back guarantee. No contracts right now. Get 20% off any Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash BS. That is Simply Safe with two S. Simplysafe.com slash BS. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, Sal, I'm going to ask you what you suddenly believe in after the results of, was it week 10 or week 11? This is 11. This is 11. This was 11. Yeah. Do you suddenly believe in Kansas City's defense? You know, I did a lot of research on them because, you know, you have to throw the Jordan Love game out of there, but they, they've had some very good, as far as points allowed, yeah. um, they've had some very good games. But yards per play, they give a, they gave up 6.2, which is only not worse than the Jets. I don't even know how to speak anymore. 6.2 yeah. is second worst in the league before today. Um, definitely, if they're getting a, a rush. I, I'm going to say I believe, though. Uh, overall, I believe more than I did three weeks ago. That was the that was the call, right? Their defense is too bad. They're never going to last anything through January. I don't think it's a problem anymore. Do you believe? There's been a month of momentum for them. Mm-hmm. In the Chris Jones, Frank Clark combo, Honey Badger, they have some players, but it's a it's a team that seems like if anyone gets hurt, they're in trouble. And I know you could say that for a few teams, but they're really relying on the two pass rushers, mm-hmm. their safety, Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, and obviously yeah. Mahomes. But everybody's relying on their quarterback, but not a lot of depth. So, like, the fact that Frank Clark was hurt and their defense just was completely incompetent, and then he comes back, and it's like, oh, we have a pass rush again. It feels a little flimsy to me, but I was impressed by what they did to uh, Dallas today. Yeah. More, more stopping the run sacks. than anything. Yeah, the, right. and the you didn't run the ball down their throats the way I, I thought you well, would. Well, Zeke was hurt. And, uh, hey, is Zeke um, stirring soup or chili? We got a 45-minute debate about it today. It's soup, right? What did he say coming out of the gate? I don't know if he said anything. I just always assumed it was soup. I always thought it was soup. Yeah. Why, how does chili get in there? I don't know. Corolla was saying chili, but it, it's good. He's stirring it too fast for it to be chili. That, it doesn't matter. I don't think it's today. chili. You don't yeah. really, do you stir chili? I don't think there's a need to, unless you're putting hot sauce in. You more stir soup, right? Because if it's like yeah. chicken noodle soup, the noodles go to the bottom. Yeah. See, that's right. what I, these are the conversations we have to distract me from my, just showing that my team couldn't put up double digits against the Chiefs. It's tough. Uh, do you believe in Minnesota's non-chokiness? No, no, no. Okay. No, I don't. <laughs> because it, it was no, I mean, it was a pass. It was a roughing the passer call that did that, right? If there's not that kind of helmet to helmet roughing the passer on the Packers, they get the ball and they'll drive down and, and they score. And it's just another terrible fourth quarter loss for the Vikings. No, I don't think I'll ever believe in that. Do you? Well, they had two because they had the interception that right. the guy just kind of fumbled yeah. for us. That was tough. It was like cut cut down to one one hundredth of a second. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was. It just felt like it was an interception, but I get why they overturned it. But that seemed like, oh, classic Cousins. They're up seven. They give up a 75-yard touchdown. Cousins immediately throws a pick. Here we go with the Vikings again. Then they get the ball back. And then they got kept alive by the rough and the passer. And it, yeah. Can I just it, uh, say this while we're talking about the Packers? I think this is a nice spot for them because I felt like that was a very even game. It was a good game against the Vikings, but the Vikings definitely needed it more. The Packers really haven't had to play a game that they absolutely needed, 
right? Like they didn't need, absolutely need the game against the Chiefs that Jordan Love won. You know, yeah, um, they won last week. They're plus four ninety for the NFC, and they're ten to one for the Super Bowl. It's a kind of team that I think once they get rolling, and if they're home for one or more games, um, that they're going to be the toughest. I think to stop again. We we just went over fifteen teams that we think can win it, but I think at this point, the end of November, getting the Packers at ten to one isn't bad. I thought I felt good about the Vikings today when I saw the Packers were nine and one against the spread because that seemed high. We've seen this every year, nine in a row. Yeah, yeah. teams don't finish the season like fourteen and two against That's the true. spread. There's some comeback. I was thinking, I was trying to think out Rodgers. It feels like he needs a mojo change a little bit mm-hmm. from the. Uh, all the drama the last couple weeks. I was thinking crew cut, breaking bad Fu Manchu thing mm. combo. Like he just goes like last season breaking bad, just looks like a like a badass who's kind of lost his mind. I right. think it would be an interesting wrinkle for him. I think the long hair makes it look like he's doesn't care. Kind yeah, of like rebelling. he's like an indie, like he's making a movie yeah. with the Duplass brothers or something. I can't yeah. buy him as a Super Bowl. <laughs> You know, like he's making like a $500,000 independently financed. Six couples go for a weekend retreat and then craziness happens. I thought the hair was just for a Halloween costume, wasn't it? Yeah. Why hasn't he cut it yet? I don't know. Is it for next Halloween? Is he just going to keep going Halloween after Halloween with this hair? Yeah. I think it should. I think you should go Breaking Bad. Uh, All right. Next, suddenly believe. Do you suddenly believe that the Indianapolis Colts are built for January? Yeah. Sure, why not? Good defense, run the ball better than anybody. And if Wentz could, yeah, it comes with a caveat because I feel like we see Wentz every other week is decent. And again, his numbers weren't spectacular today. What was he? 11 for 20, 106. He, Wentz oh. did barely anything. The, the, the most important play he had in that game was when they had him sacked Didn't and he, turn ducked, he ducked under the dude and ran for like 20 yards. It was actually a great play, but... Buffalo had a couple points in that game where it felt like they were going to flip the momentum and it was like a play like that or it was like a rough in the passer. There was a rough in the passer they had where the guy went right at his legs, like Bernard mm-hmm. Pollard style. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like he wasn't bad. He didn't hurt him. He didn't throw like a the terrible Carson Wentz pick or the lefty screen pass to the defensive lineman. They won time of possession. They went in Buffalo, one of the toughest places to win. They won time of possession 38-22. Yes. Pouring a, rain. That, that's a January team if it holds up from there. Yeah, I still don't trust the Wentz right combo in a close game, but they remind me a little of the Browns last year. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's a January 4th team. It's not a January uh, <laughs> 19th team. No, but I think they could be like the Browns last year if they get in where, mm-hmm. you know, they know what they are. They have an identity and it could be a situation where all of a sudden they're down five in the AFC title game or AFC semifinals or whatever. Right. Uh, Relating the Colts, because we're going to get this all week, do you suddenly believe in Jonathan Taylor as an MVP? No, I don't. I went back. I uh, Damashek, your best friend, gave it out at a hundred to one last week, and I was like, just don't tell people to do that because it's never it never goes to a running back. And he's going crazy about his stats. And I said, you're never going to have a better year than Derrick Henry last year. And I looked, and how many MVP votes do you think Derrick Henry had last year? How many? Zero. He had zero. Is that true? Yeah, he had no votes. So this year, I guess it's a little different. So he went from 100 to 25. Is that what you're seeing? 25 to one now? Yeah, Jonathan I bet it would be like 12 to one by... Uh... It, it's 25. <laughs> the thing he has going for him is Brady, Allen, Dak, Rogers, Stafford still ahead of him. 
These guys all have bum games in them, right? They're no, no one is really just lighting it up. Three touchdowns, no interceptions every game, right? That's what he has going for him. But there's still nine names ahead of him. I guess he here's, here's... What do you think? Here's the case for Stafford. Here, here are just his performances and their wins. Here's the case for Stafford. I didn't think I'd I mean, uh, for Taylor. Here's oh, the case. Yeah. Uh-huh. Today, 185 yards, four TDs, win yeah. Buffalo. Win Jacksonville, 116, one TD. Win uh-huh. over the Jets, 172 yards, two TDs. Win over the Niners, 107 yards, one TD. Win over the Texans, 145, two TDs. Win over Miami, 103, one TD. He's gone over 106 times each time they won. And he has three, four, six, seven, 11 touchdowns in those six wins. It's hard to imagine a player having a bigger impact on his team's victories than Taylor. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm with you. I do feel like from a narrative standpoint, it will start this week on the Worldwide Leader on all the yes. shows they have for the people who have their hands up. I'm going to tell you right now, Jonathan <laughs> Taylor has been the MVP of the National Football League through 11 weeks. This guy has done everything for a team that doesn't have a lot of weapons, and it's just the hands will be going all week. I agree. It's going to happen. They could also not make the playoffs. They're one of all uh, 40 right? teams or six and four, whatever the hell they are right now. I mean, Derrick Henry, 20, 2,027 yards and 17 touchdowns last year. No, It's votes. really, just for the listeners, in case you didn't look at the standings, after you get through Tennessee, Baltimore, New England, KC, mm-hmm. you have the Chargers, Buffalo, and Cincy at six and four. Yeah. You have Pittsburgh at five, four, and one. And then you have, oh, is the Colts are six and five? Colts, Colts are six and five. are six and five, right? Yeah. Yeah, Colts at six and five. And then Vegas, Denver, and Cleveland all at five and five. Well, here's the thing. And I told you last week, the AFC North plays the AFC West. So we saw Cincinnati and the Raiders. At one point, that was going to be a good game. and It wasn't. But um, there's going to be a playoff game every week with those division, th- those yep. two divisions going at it. Now, it may be that Denver drops out and the Raiders drop out. And I don't know who would drop out of the AFC North. I guess nobody. Maybe there are some sluggish teams down the stretch. Although I, I suspect the Raiders will play tough against the Cowboys just to ruin my Thanksgiving. But um, <laughs> that that is tough. That's tough every week for the next six weeks. Those two divisions battle each other and themselves. So Indy has Tampa home, mm-hmm. then uh, at Houston, New England home, at Arizona, Vegas, at Jacksonville. I think it's going to be tough for them to get to 10 and 7 with that schedule. But that, it's doable, but you'd basically have to go... I guess you'd have to win at least one against Tampa, New England, and Zona, and then you'd have to clean out the other three. Well, the one good thing is they proved today that there's no home game that's impossible to win. No road game that's impossible to win. They went to Buffalo and won that. So. Well, we how many home teams lost? The, the what eight road teams I won know. today? I know. I guess that's a case nine for everybody. if you count the Chargers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should. All right. Uh, one last. Do you suddenly believe in? Do you believe in Arizona's well-roundedness as being the best NFC team? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to stick to my guns with the Packers there. Um, yeah, all right. At, at 10 to 1, even though... Even Packers, though you got LaFleur? Yeah, but the Packers beat Arizona with Kyle Murray. Would, would, may have knocked them out for the year, for all we know, on that Thursday night game. But uh, I, I'm kind of with everybody else where I, I'm not giving Arizona the credit that they deserve. I'm, I'll probably lose tens of thousands of dollars. I'm sticking with that narrative. I'm still in on Tampa. 
Yeah. And I know they've looked like crap the last couple of weeks, but mid-December, they'll have all the weapons back. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have to rush people back because they're going to win that division anyway. And I still like their team. If it's just one game, winner takes all when we get to January when they have the receivers all over the place. Uh, all right, another uh, another fun thingy for you. Most far-fetched but realistic division champ. I'll give you three nominees. Philly, Indy, or Minnesota. Philly. Division champ, you're saying? Oh. Division champ. Philly, two and a half games behind your Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Here's what they have left. Two against the Giants, two against Washington, at the Jets and your Cowboys. Those are their last six games. They're five and six. Can make Listen, a case they're going to get to 10 and seven. I, uh, division champ? I don't think division so. Division champ. I, I, I think they can make the playoffs. I, I'd like this team. I try to talk you out of the, the pick against the Saints today. They've been running the ball like crazy, not just against the Lions. They did it without Miles Sanders. And now tonight they did it with Miles Sanders. I mean, Hertz is thrown for 140 yards. Hertz looks games. great. It does, Hertz doesn't great. matter. Yeah. I just, it's just I so just, much smarter than he was a month ago. I think I just hate the Eagles and I've just been betting against them and I'm getting what I deserve. Yeah. All right. So you think Dallas wins that division? Yeah. Stick Indy is two back in the AFC South to Tennessee. Two and a half, though, right? Yeah. They lost two. I mean, they lost. Uh, two, yeah, two and a half. Right. They lost twice to them. They played Tampa. At Houston, New England, at Zona, Vegas, at Jacksonville. Here's what Tennessee has. Mm -hmm. At New England, Tennessee's eight and three. At New England, bye week, Jacksonville, at Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Miami, at Houston. It's a cream puff schedule. Jesus. Uh, They can throw away that Pats game before the bye week and still be eight and four. This is what I mean. Everyone wants to give Rabel um, coach of the year. It's like your gift is that you're in that division. That's it. Seems like it. Give awards to everybody there. Last one, Minnesota's two and a half back. Two against Chicago, at San Francisco, at Detroit, home for Pittsburgh, home for the Rams, at Green Bay. I think that's the most realistic out of the three for me. Because I, I think guess. Minnesota could easily be two games higher than they are, right? They just mm-hmm. gave away two losses. They tried to do another one today, but you said I they think have, they're pretty they talented. Green Bay, they have Green Bay once? They have more? one against Green Bay. They lost, yeah. yeah. Oh, right, right. They 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 beat them. There. Yeah. Then Green uh, Bay has home Rams, home Chicago, at Baltimore, home Cleveland, home Mini, at Detroit. The only thing is, like, you just can't, you're trying to find a spot for them. And I, I know Minnesota covered today, but it was going to be that toe, right? It was Aaron Rodgers and that toe. If that's yeah. a problem, then it, and then he's he's another one running for like 25 yards. So the, no, no friction at all. Just getting right through there. So he'd have to get hurt for that to happen. I don't know. I don't like any of those three. And then AFC North, I don't know what to make of it. Who'd you take at gunpoint? Baltimore? Just because I mean, they the, have the, a knack for pulling games out? Yeah, probably. But isn't it weird that Joe Burrow is going to be the healthiest of these quarterbacks? Like, you're going to say he's going to, the guy that was unprotected, like we accuse our agent, James Dixon, of keeping us unprotected whenever something bad happens that we didn't know about. Uh, he was the most unprotected quarterback in the division, and now he's going to make it to the finish line probably with Lamar missing games and who knows how long Big Ben will last. And, uh, and you know, Baker, you know, despite what his wife said, it could it's 50-50 every Thursday if he's going to play. I don't like Cincy's schedule. No, They're they six and four. Burrow, looked, Burrow looks like he's going to be limping to the finish line. He looks like he's had yeah. a variety of spongers. But they have home Pittsburgh, home Rams, Home Niners at Denver, 
home Baltimore, home KC at Cleveland. Some, I mean, potentially four playoff teams, maybe five. Out of I look, but seven. they all have bad. If your case is that the Ravens pull games out of their asses, no matter who's taking snaps, I think that's probably the best way to go because they all have really tough games. All four of those teams in that division, <laughs> except Tennessee. No, I'm, I not, like, no, I'm saying not the Yeah, I like. Right. Yeah, I like Cleveland the least, mm-hmm. just because. Uh, I just don't see it with the quarterback. And it doesn't seem like they're willing to go to Case Keenum for whatever reason. Chubb came back. He looked okay today. Right. Uh, but it just seems like uh, that that's the team I feel. The they got to get a little about. healthier. So for the MVP, Kyler's probably out. He probably missed too many. Rodgers is not definitely out. Stafford, I don't like the way he played the last couple of weeks. He's almost out. Josh Allen has to be almost out at this point because he hasn't. He's second. You know. I know, but, no, but I'm just saying, like, like it. It, in my head. Well, Dak, um, Dak, Rogers, Stafford, did, Herbert, and Mahomes and Kyler virtually have the same odds. They're either nine or 10 to one. And none of them helped themselves. Mm-hmm. Brady didn't help himself the last two weeks, but also could throw five touchdowns tomorrow. Who knows? And if, and if he does, he's probably plus 150, right? Because he's plus 300 now. And then Mahomes, it was kind of sitting there for him to put up like 37 yeah. against Dallas today, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. So we're in this weird situation where I don't know who the MVP is. So it's going to go down to whoever comes gets hot the last six They're weeks. not going to vote Rodgers in, right? I think they give it to Brady. I think barring a collapse, if they, if they lose one or two more games, I think he gets it. He's got to get the momentum back this week. I agree with you. All right. Let's, uh, we'll take a break. We'll do guest lines. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I understand that some things you just want to keep private. Maybe it's something you don't want anyone to know, or maybe you think it's something minor, so why bother? But if you keep everything bottled up, if you let those emotions sit there and fester, it could be really, really bad for you. Sometimes it depends on what kind of family you're from. Like my dad's family is one of those. They bottle everything up, bottle everything up, and then they all just get mad at each other. Listen. Talking things through is more helpful than you think. If you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend some therapy. Think about the things you can get out of therapy. First of all, a sounding board. You can learn better coping skills. You can learn how to set some boundaries, maybe how to empower yourself a little better day to day. And if you want to give therapy a try, well, I have an answer. BetterHelp, a convenient and flexible way since it's entirely online right now. It's easy to get started too. You can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bill Simmons today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Bill Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Taco Bell. If you're anything like me during a busy day at work, I need lunch that is just as fresh as it is delicious and easy. And the all new Cantina chicken menu from Taco Bell is exactly that. Made with high quality ingredients like seasoned slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, shredded purple cabbage, and avocado verde salsa sauce. The new Cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new Cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. All right. Week 12, we have three Thursday games, as always, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. The first one is an abomination. It's, I mean, we've had some bad Lions games <laughs> to start the Wait a minute, the, the whole day off. is an abomination. It, it's, it's pretty Andy bad. Dalton against Tim Boyle. It's the reeling Raiders against um, the, you know, 
uh, Cooperless and C.D. Lambless um, Cowboys. No, no Gregory, no Lawrence on defense. And then you got Trevor Simeon against a Bills team that you don't know what to expect ever. It's, it's the worst Thanksgiving. We'll have two home dogs. It's going to be really hard to talk yourself into any kind of a tease. Mm-hmm. As you know, I love the Thanksgiving teases. And uh, and Bears Lions to start things off. I th- look, we've had some bad ones. I can't imagine a worse one if it's going to be Andy Dalton against Boyle. Yeah, with with fire Matt Nagy chants and Lions fans wearing paper bags over their heads again, and ugh. right. And then the Lions have a chance to get the number one pick, and there's no number one pick. Yeah, you're there's right. There's no quarterback because they, they they should have taken a quarterback last year, and they took a tackle. Yeah, well, they, they still say they'll be like Matt. three or four in the first round. They still think, but yeah, no, no one, uh, no one. I saw that Ian like Rappaport wrote that. They, yeah. This is right around the time they're no, actually there is. It reminds me of uh, what were those years when they tried to force feed the first round quarterbacks? You know, where, like them. all yeah. now, where all of a sudden there's a couple, and but nobody. No, I'm not talking like the Josh Allen type years, but the I was thinking of the 2016. Yeah where Goff went first and Wentz went second. And we just kind of, over the course of the six months leading up to that draft, everybody just kind of tried to make Goff and Wentz happen to the point that the Rams traded up for Goff. Right. And I think I think uh, Philly traded up for Wentz too. And then we had Paxton Lynch. He went 26th to Denver. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was the year I was thinking of. Uh, Christian Hackenberg went 51st to the Jets. Hackenberg went before Dak. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was the Dak year. And then the, it's yeah, the Michigan State, did the Raiders take the Michigan State kid, Cook? Because that's who the Cowboys were going to take it instead of Dak. Are we mixing years here? I don't know. No, we're not. Sure? I don't know if Dak was that year, but Jacoby Brissett no. was... Jacoby the Hackenberg Brissett. year was Dak, for sure. Yeah, that, yeah, 51's Hackenberg. Um... Well, top of the third round, Jacoby Brissett and Cody Kessler. Those right. guys went. Yeah, and Dak, Dak was like the eighth or ninth pick that year. Anyway, yeah. I think we do this sometimes with the drafts. But if you're Detroit, on top of everything else, you don't even get like the prize or whatever. So that's going to be a really boring game. Well, here's really what depressing. they won't do. And we talked about this. We, we met up during the week and discussed the Mac Jones phenomenon and why he fell to you. And I think it's because of Tua. And how he showed us so little last year. And everyone's like, wait a minute. Maybe he's a system yep. quarterback. Maybe we stick, stay clear of these Alabama guys for a minute. And uh, I don't think you're going to see that again. I think you got you got some good uh, Heisman candidates there. You got Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud for Ohio State. And th- those two, I think, will go early for sure. Matt Corral. There's some decent ones out there. Kenny Pickett. I have the Bears laying... Three and a half points to the Lions. Ah, uh, you dick. You got it exactly. I said four. Mm. I don't care who's quarterback. The team has zero wins. You gotta you gotta lay four to win to win a bet on the favorite. Might stay away from this one completely. Can I are, do, are you gonna if I give you like a uh, a guide here, will you not lie about the rest of your picks? I'm gonna say something about this week. These are the lowest spreads I've ever seen in any week. Like if you added up the numbers, it would be the it would be the smallest out of any time we ever did. But anyway, remember that as we're going through these. Well, I wrote down all my picks. I only have one pick that's plus seven or more. That's what I mean. Have you yeah. ever seen and everything else is three or four or two or one, basically. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. I don't want to Well, Cowboys Raiders it. is I think the highest one on the board. I have mm-hmm. Cowboys 
So I would have said, I initially had like nine and a half, but now with no CD and all this, I think this is an eight and a half for me. Oh, I said six and a half. It's seven. Hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, somehow the Cowboys are 31 and 21 and one on Thanksgiving. I would have definitely thought it was the other way. I just remember just constant heartache and heartburn. I, I don't know. I don't know that they, they'll cover this or what, but uh, Vegas surprised me if that's possible. Thought they'd be in that game. Little Mariota this week? Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't really liked what I saw from Carr the last few weeks. Yeah, he had one good drive. Mariota healthy? I think they did say he was ready. If they needed him. What would scare you more as that game starting? Seeing seeing Carr or being like, there's Marcus Mariota getting mm-hmm. the start this week. I think you'd be more scared of Mariota. I might at this point. I don't I don't like that. Carr is like fourth in the league in passing, though, before today. But um yeah, I don't, but they put Mariota in in three days rest. I don't know. I'm I thought scared. that I'm already scared of this game. I think uh, they really miss Ruggs. Mm-hmm. It felt like every game he got open twice, 50 yards downfield, and Kari either hit him or he didn't, but he was always wide open, and they have not been able to replace that. Yeah. Disaster. Um, and they won't be able to replace it because he'll never play football again. The uh, last one, Bills at the Saints. Little New Orleans Thanksgiving. Going head to head against DMX, our uh, music box documentary on oh, HBO, nice. eight o'clock. I honestly think DMX that doc is fantastic and will be more entertaining than this. You game. think it's you better can, than the Saints? Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's more better than this <laughs> game. Um, but you can see it on HBO Max anyway. Bills, I have favored, but not by three. I think it's going to be Bills by two and a half. Ah, I said three and a half. It's four. Hmm. I get that. Um, yeah, both teams not playing well at all. You could run on the Saints now. That's interesting. That's the one thing. They were like a top three run, run defense, and then um, and they met the mighty Eagles. I wonder if the Eagles are just hard to play when you're in the uh, rhythms of the week where you basically have a couple of days to prepare for a team. Like I think if the Eagles made the playoffs, mm-hmm. you had some real time to think about it, I think maybe you'd have a better chance than just they're randomly right. on your schedule f- four, three days after. Right, um, that's possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a who weird need, who they, needs this more, though? The Saints need this more, don't they? I think the Saints need it more because they're going to have to get to at least nine and eight. Right? Right. And if the Bills take care of business against New England, little matters other than that, right, for the division. Because we have five playoff teams in the NFC, and then you have the Saints at five and five, Mini at five and five, San Francisco five and five, Philly five and six, Carolina five and six, and I think we both feel good about Philly. Wait, who's the, the sixth team? Oh, Rams, Rams, Cardinals. Whoever wins that, yeah, uh, Cardinals, Green Bay, yeah. Dallas, Tampa, Rams. I gotcha. think those five are in. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I don't see the Carolina thing. Did you see Cam's fourth down pass today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone, everyone was too too up on Cam, and not that he lost that game for them, but. Nah, uh, it's hard uh, for him to complete passes. Yeah, getting the three and a half was a was a smart play there. I don't know. I looked at it. I was like, let me take two of these six NFC teams to make the playoffs. Like the Panthers are like plus three forty or something. Then I'm like, why do I want to root for shit? I might as well just take the Packers against the Chiefs. Or I'll, let me take lose my money on that. Like Super Bowl matchups with good teams that are actually going to be in the playoffs. Sunday marquee game. Mm-hmm. I'll let you decide. Packers, Rams, or Pats, Titans? Oh, not Tampa Bay, Indy? 
So you could say Tampa Indy too. What do you have? Uh, well, I think for now it's Rams Packers. Okay. I'm a little biased, but. No, I think that's a good one. I, it, it's higher upside than the Titans at this point of, uh, mm -hmm. the Titans-ness. So this game is, is, uh, in Green Bay. Mm -hmm. I think this is a classic Packers by three. You're going to get it. I said four. It's one and a half. Mm. Now this would be Rams have lost two in a row. Yeah. Uh, the bye, two in a row. Oof. I don't know if I can commit to this. Is it possible to just watch this game and not bet it? No. I think if that number stays under three, you have to look at the Packers. Mm -hmm. I does Stafford doesn't seem healthy to me. I don't like that they can't run the ball. I think it's hard for them to protect leads. Not right. positive they can block. I wouldn't call them an above average blocking team. Yeah, so know. this is the this is the first game in a while. Uh, not a must win for the Packers, but yeah, you should win this game. Go out there and do, right. Like I think this is. Well, if you think the Packers are a Super Bowl team, yeah, it starts they, here. You have to win this game. All right, mm -hmm. second Sunday marquee game. We'll do two. Pats Titans, because this could this really is a. Oh my God, the Patriots are going to be the number one seed. America finally realizing what's actually mm -hmm. happening here. I have this game in the Vegas zone. And the reason is the Tennessee running back situation is a debacle. A.J. Brown got hurt. Julio Jones is already hurt. I just don't see the skill position stuff from the Titans. And then they lost the other receiver that everybody picked up all week. He was out. What's that guy's name? How did it work out that they they lost Henry and and uh, Julio was a bust and they're still in line for the number one seed? I don't. Know. I think it's gonna. Out? I think it's gonna be like Pittsburgh last year, where it's it's gonna be a crater. It feels yeah, but like that, it really but has they could possibility. Also, they could also get Derrick Henry back in January. So like a lot of these teams could look a, much, very different in a month. Derrick Henry is a pretty interesting fantasy pickup right now. Mm -hmm. Because you basically only have him for the finals of your league, right? Right, right. But you could stash him, and you might have him. All of a sudden, he's he's in there for the finals. I have this game in the Vegas zone. I have the Patriots by four and a half. All right, you're going to get it. It's five and a half. I said four. I think mm. somewhere it said that they opened at two, like before the week. Before before we saw either team play this week. So I you're, feel you're getting, you're getting a lot of buzz, a lot of. I'd feel way more confident about this game if there wasn't uh, a history of Rabel's Titans teams playing really well against us. They ended your dynasty. They yeah. really did, they, right? He, know, he knows exactly how to approach a Pats game. I'll say yeah. this about the Pats, though. Coming 10 days, 10 days rest after that Atlanta game. Mm -hmm. Probably the healthiest I can remember a good Patriots team being in a long time. Like, no... No major injuries. Offensive line's healthy. All the skill position guys are right. healthy. All the D-backs, everybody. Like, they don't, they're not really missing anybody that important. Then the other thing that's going on, you know, in the, in the Boston, you know, the radio stations, they love to just, mm -hmm. they just love to piss on everything and make everybody feel, but they always go glass half empty. So the last few weeks, it was always like, oh, there are no way they're as good as the Bills. Mm -hmm. Give me a break. It's ridiculous. Can't this say is that, not man. this is not 2001. Shut up with that. Don't they haven't beaten anybody. So now Buffalo gets their ass kicked. So now what do you do if you're the glass half empty Boston radio station? Now you have to go. Buffalo was overrated this whole time. Mm -hmm. 
the AFC East is terrible. Doesn't even mean anything if they win the division. It's one of the, it's probably the worst division in football. The Pats still haven't beaten anyone. Would they even be a top five NFC team? I like no, it. I like all another that lucky stuff. break at Tennessee. Perfect time. They got mm-hmm. no. It, uh, it's it's all smoke and mirrors. Just Belichick being lucky again. That's this gonna start I, this I week mean, in Boston. These are this is what I say to get myself to sleep at night. All that yeah. stuff. It's good. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. And I am a glass half full Patriots person. No, you're you're I've, three I've been, glasses spilling over. For yeah, I'm, I'm like my yeah. mom. My mom on uh, on <laughs> yeah. Thanksgiving. Um, this was a really lucky break to catch the Titans at this point of the schedule versus like first four weeks. Like mm-hmm. you're catching them. No Derrick Henry. No Julio. AJ Brown's now hurt. Like this is what a godsend of all weeks to play them. Right. And they need to win this game. So. Uh, you know, sometimes you need luck with this stuff. I think this Pats team's really good. I continue to say it. All right, the watchables. I got three. First one you mentioned, Bucks Colts. This is in Indy. Mm-hmm. We'll see some Manning Brady highlights from Colts Pats yesterday, oh, yeah. probably in the pregame. Um, I had the Bucks favored though. I have Bucks by two and a half. I had this exactly. It's three. They're opening mm. it at three. I think that's fair. Although they're coming off a short week and then going to Indy. I don't know. I like Indy on the road. I like them just have we had them today, like plus seven, plus four, plus six on the road. I don't like when they're getting like a short number and home and expected to keep it close and maybe too much Jonathan Taylor talk this week. You watch. You you, you pointed it out. Now it's going to happen. Oh, it's definitely going to happen. Bengals Steelers mm-hmm. in Cincy. The Steelers have become like kind of a weirdly entertaining watch. I really, the Roethlisberger thing's incredible. He's got no juice left in his arm and he can't move and somehow was making plays all over the field today. As long as they can buy him like three seconds, he can find people. That offense is weird. Sometimes the people he finds are triple covered receivers, but, but you're right. They put up points by the end of the day. Deontay Johnson, like these guys are all ballers, right? Claypool, yeah, go out there. And- Friermuth. You know, Najee Harris, is Najee Harris a in a snake league, a top seven pick next year? I think yeah. so. Yeah. I, I don't mind their offense at all and their defense. Um, You know, if they get healthier, they could be good. But this is a Cincinnati team that beat the shit out of them earlier in the year. Yep. I have the Bengals by two. Ooh, it's higher. I said four and a half. It's four. Hmm. That's too high. I don't, I haven't liked what I've seen from the Bengals the last few weeks. I mean, there's no teaser in it. Probably good for us, but there's no... I don't want to tease my team. There's not one number that I want to add six to or subtract. Last one watchable. Vikings 49ers. I don't know why I feel like this is watchable, but I do. Some good history. They've had some good games in the past. Playoff game. Yeah, where the Niners blow them out. I think the Vikings are like legitimately entertaining. Sure. Justin Jefferson who this week they finally figured out, just throw it deep to him five times. Mm-hmm. He'll catch three. There'll be a pass interference and one will be overthrown, but you might as well just keep doing it. He was incredible. Um, if you're in three na- fantasy leagues or or more, and shame on you if you're not, you have one of these Vikings, right? Or two of yeah, these Vikings you, somewhere. Yeah, they're definitely the have. Yeah. Um, Niners are beefing up on these crap teams. Did but you see like, they had a 13 and a half minute drive to start the game? 13 yeah. and a half. It's almost impossible. And they kicked a field goal from the one. I was like, oh, 
I was like, I can't wait to get on and kill Shanahan with the with Simmons, and then it didn't matter. They they beat him up. But the announcer's yeah. like, oh no, you got to get points. I'm like, no, you have to get seven here. Otherwise, the whole thing was a waste. But they won easily. Is this a loser leaves town match yes, for you? I, I have it written down. Those exact words. Two five and five teams. All right, I'm with so. you, and I like Minnesota, and I have Vikings by one in San Francisco. All right, I'm closer. I said three, and it's two and a half. Hmm, doing good. I'm up five three. Well, Thanksgiving win for you, potentially. Yeah, keep it going, Sal. All right. Barely watchables. Bengals, uh, I'm sorry, Eagles, Giants mm -hmm. in, New, in New Jersey. I kind of like it. It could have been arguably a watchables. I just yeah. don't. I always hesitate to put the Giants in the watchable. Category. NFC East is back, buddy. I'm telling you. <laughs> these games are actually kind of watchable. <laughs> you actually could make a case. <laughs> What division has the best quarterbacks in the NFC East might be yeah. in the conversation with Why Heineke not? and uh, Jalen Hurts and Danny Dimes and Dak. Yeah. Well, you look at the West, and I don't want to say Russ is done, but what did they have? Uh, at one point, it. they had 18 straight drives without a touchdown. And, you know, Stafford, a little shaky. Like, that That was our best quarterback. Now, um, now Colt McCoy is, like, the second-best quarterback in the division. Pretty rough. I have... Uh, Eagles favored by one and a half against the Giants. Uh, you're going to get it. I said one and it's three. They're a full three. I don't know okay. why it's so low. That was good. Eagles losing people e money left and right. Eagles have two more games than the Giants right now. They're five and six to the Giants three and six. Jesus. What do you think happens uh, Monday night? Uh, well. No Antonio Brown. Gronk. Iffy. Yeah. I mean, should we work backwards? And I tell you that I have... A monstrous amount of money tied to Bucks money line, and then you oh. could, then you could root, root or predict the upset. Yeah, <laughs> I, f I figured you probably did. Yeah, I had to, had to do it. Broncos are home, coming off a bye, playing the never say die Chargers, mm -hmm. whose coach went for it on fourth and inches from his own thirty yard line in a yeah. tight game, and ran the ball up the middle with his five foot nine running back against 10 guys. They used to say did not work out, and they somehow won the game. That's anyway. rough, and they still lost that game, the Steelers. Wow, yeah, that should have been it. It's weird. I'm all for the fourth down aggression, but it can't be like the worst play on the planet. Mm -hmm. It can't be running the 5'9 guy and the 10 guys. can't be your fourth and inches play. It just can't. Yeah. I think the Broncos are going to be favored in this game. I have Broncos by one. No, no. it's. Uh, I said charges by two. It's charges by one and a half. Hmm. Okay. That might be a stay away. This is as bad as Denver looked last week. Watch them come back. I think these lines are, are drunk. Yeah. I like mean, when look, we used to do this, yeah. to, to have a line that was like one or one and a half, it would happen like once a week. And now right. it's, now we've had like five of them. They're giving up. Yeah. They just don't know how to quantify home field advantage anymore when the road team is winning eight or nine times right. a week. Poop Fecta. Man, couple couple doozies. Falcons, Jags. Yeah. This is in Jacksonville. The Falcons, wow. They went from, hey, we might make a play, make the playoffs to just being out in in 96 hey, hours. I, I begged you. I said, if I ever take them again, please send Ben Simmons over. What either one, the basketball player or your son, to kick <laughs> me square in the balls. Yeah, both of them is fine. And then sure enough, I did it on Thursday night against your team. And it was, they never had a chance. 
Gross. I have the Falcons by four against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, well, you went a little high. I said two and a half. It's one. Really? Yeah, Vegas is... Um, what did they do with this Jags team this week? Felt like they favored them a little bit. Not made them favored, but... They stink. All right. And then uh, Texans against the Jets. This is in uh, Houston. Am I going to have to sweat out my biggest preseason bet, which was the FanDuel special that the Lions, I'm okay there, and the Texans both have under four and a half wins. Am I going to have to sweat that out? Texans have two wins and they're home against the Jets. You're you freaking trouble. kidding me? Really? What the hell Ty- happened? Tyrod's got a little momentum. Coley's oh, coaching for his job. Oh. <laughs> they're favored. Have, yeah, I have the Texans by one and a half. I said two and a half. It's three. Oh my God. I heard Texans favored by three over Because Flacco beat me this week. Me. Flacco can't move. He, he's a joke back there. Come on. This would be a good Zach Wilson game. <laughs> I have two games left. Is that right? Is that what you have? Uh, well, the, uh, the, there's one regular, there's one Sunday night, and then the Monday night, right? What's the one regular you have? I think I'm missing one. Caroline at Miami? Yeah, I don't have that one. Where's that game? At Miami. Carolina at Miami. I will say Carolina by two. Uh, did we split this? Yes. I said a pick them and it's plus one. Jesus. That's a bad one too. Another, another minus one. You know, they did that thing where they had nine games, even with teams off this week, they had nine games in the early slot. And so that Cowboys Chiefs game, that was Fox's. So Fox had to decide that they want, Tampa, Dallas, week one, or did they want KC, Dallas? And so they gave Tampa, Dallas to NBC, and they kept KC, Dallas, which means they're not putting any games against it. So this is the game when you're going to see all week, they're going to report ratings on KC, Dallas, as bad a game as it is. They're going to say it's up 22%. They don't put anything else against it, which means there's 47 early games. Um, and that's what happened. We were stuck with uh, that horseshit all morning. I have a story on this, but we're going to take a break. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash in every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card member. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Peloton. Spring, the best time of the year to dial your fitness routine up a notch. You know it's going to happen. It's going to get warm. You're going to start wearing shorts. You're going to start wearing bathing suits. You're just You're not going to be able to cover up behind those big coats anymore. Also, it's nice outside. Get outside. Do stuff. Or if you don't have time to get outside, I got Peloton for you. Whether you have five or 60 minutes, Peloton's workouts were made to challenge you. Classes like boot camps, full body strength, boxing, marathon training are created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in and you won't feel bad about not being outside. Peloton's expert coaches, challenging classes, and nonstop vibes will keep you coming back for more. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. All right. You were talking about how they're front loading the uh, early games. Yeah. So today I'm watching, I'm watching, um, Dallas, your terrible Dallas team. 
at least terrible today. I'm watching that game and I'm lying on the couch. And initially I had channel seven to one with the three games at once. Two of them sucked. And I just decided, you know what? I'm not even going to, whatever. If that, I'll go to the red zone on commercials. I'm just going to watch the Dallas game. I'm just going to relax and Hmm. go through some emails. Fell asleep for an hour. Really? Yeah. Brad. I did. I was lying on the couch. The game was boring. Joe Buck's voice was soothing. And I just kind of kind of conked out. So my question, maybe this could be a new game. Wow. We, we, maybe we get a sponsor for this. Old or properly bored? Because that Dallas game was really boring. I, I feel like I was actually properly bored. I was justified in taking a cat nap. All right. But I also might just be old. It might have been like a Vito Corleone near the end of Godfather 1 moment. Well, did you drink six tiki punches and eat uh, four beef ribs? Because that's what Brad did. That's what made him pass out. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Well, I missed an hour of the Dallas game, and I don't feel like I missed anything. Because when I woke up, the score score wasn't really any different. Yeah. Uh, 16-6. Yeah. The whole time. All right. Sunday night, we got Ravens home for the Browns. I assume Lamar is going to play. I hope Lamar plays. I hope. Baker's better. Let's try to see most of what's good about these teams, right? Well, Baker's, I think, is what he is at this point. Yeah. He's going to look compromised every week. Lamar, who knows? Lamar's had COVID twice and then had a chest cold so bad this week that he had to basically be scratched last minute. I I feel like Lamar, this feels dietary to me a little bit. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Maybe um maybe he needs to go gluten free or something. Mm, right. <laughs> like should you be this sick this much? Like maybe maybe cut out bread, maybe maybe reduce the sugars, maybe go who knows. Yeah, it's resembling me trying to get through the season with like stomach aches and acid <laughs> reflux and stuff. He should be better. I have uh Ravens by 6 over the Browns. Well, you went heavy. I said 3 and it's 4. Oh, you you're, you're Thrashing me this week. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. One, two, three. Oh, yeah, it's over. Ten to five. One more. Ravens by four. Bad Monday game. Bad Monday game. Um, Yeah, because it's Washington against the dead Seahawks. Mm -hmm. I know I have a few Seahawks fans in my life. It's really brutal. Like, like it's like a six-year run of some of the worst transactional stuff that any team has had. Then they don't really get enough credit for it. The DK pick and I think the locket pick were the two really good ones. But a lot of like sliding doors, like taking Penny instead of Chubb, stuff like that. The Adams trade, it was fitting that their their season basically ended because he couldn't cover Zach Ertz on the goal line. It was yeah. perfect blitz. All he had to do was cover him for two seconds. He couldn't give a flag. That trade's awful. They don't have their pick. The Wilson thing's a debacle. They're not going to make the playoffs. And it feels like the run's over. It reminds me a tiny bit of uh, the KG Celtics, where I think the over-under for the KG Celtics was one and a half titles. And I think mm-hmm. they should have won two. They only ended up winning one. I think the Seahawks run that they had really since the early 2010s, we said the over-under, I think, was one and a half, and they only got one, and that was it. Yeah. Never never got back after that Pats game. It's hard to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, this yeah. is it. I, I love them. I love them today. Must win. I had Russ at... 19 to one to be the leading passer on Sunday. Not even close. I knew like a minute and a half into the game. I didn't have a stand a chance there. And Arizona pushed him around again with uh, Colt McCoy, who was also injured and played that game. And then uh, and now they have to go to Washington Monday night. It's too bad. 
Remember the days when we thought this was going to be this killer division? What do we have? That all six out of eight make the division? What was FanDuel's yeah, boost for us? It was six out of eight for the West teams. We're not even going to get to four, I don't oh, think. Oh, man. We get two in the NFC and then maybe two in the AFC. We don't right. know unless the Chargers can get in. Yeah, that was bad. It's not going to be the Raiders or Denver. Somehow FanDuel's figured out how to make money. Amazing. I have uh, Washington as a pick in this game. Um... I don't know who go. Oh, I get it. I said Seattle by one. It's Seattle by two and a half. Mm. We had underdog parlay, which they boost for us. And it was a Chargers Washington this week. Or, uh, Steelers Washington. And the two we gave it on million dollar picks were Steelers Vikings, Steelers Washington. They're like six to one, maybe seven to one. Oh. Two. Steelers up, up three, about to knock down both of them. And then. Oh, man. Then Sutton just decides not to cover Mike Williams. Sutton had just been kneed in the head like 10 minutes before, and I, I feel like it was related. Remember, he got the he caught the pick. Uh-huh. And then that offensive lineman like nailed him in the head, and they were like, yeah, wow, that should have been off. a late hit. Yeah, right. And f- 10 minutes later, Mike Williams is just running by him for the game-winning touchdown. It felt related. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. All right. Well, you what do the they week. do? By the way, I want to. I, I need to help you out here because I like Schrager, and I heard your whole thing like getting mad at people for making fun of him, just nodding or something. But he should have to have some kind. And I know you discussed the picks ahead of time, and the thing you break out for social is just you know the the culmination of the picks. He should be able to veto one or something. He help did. He ve- he vetoed the Saints. Okay. All right. Yeah, so that's he did good that. enough. Yeah. We do we do an hour and then the end is like a four minute summary of the picks. And that's what they run in social. But yeah, we he vetoed he saved us from the Saints this week. It was heroic. Right. That's good. Tell us sum good. up the Terrence Crawford fight for us. I didn't get it. Was, it. I watched it the Godfather decent. instead. Yeah, you're watching The Godfather. You're falling asleep during football games. I don't know I what's know. happening with, with an old Italian <laughs> man. You're in like a meat coma or something, maybe. But uh uh, he was solid, and he went out there, and Porter was winning the first few rounds, I thought. And Porter's just like an annoying little gnat with power, right? And he'll, he'll like do like something where he'll put himself in the corner and then lunge at you. And Crawford was off his game because he had to be wary of that and went to the southpaw style. And going into the 10th round, it was like Crawford, I think, was up by a point on all three cards. And Kevin Clark made the good comparison about when Crawford caught him and Porter went down. He pounded the mat with his fist. He, I think uh, Kevin said it was like a, a running back who got stuffed on third and one. And right. he got up and got knocked down again. And then his father in the post-game uh, interview, post-fight interview, was like, yeah, I had to stop the fight. He wasn't ready. He didn't come trained. And like the fans are booing the father. And they're like, Paul Sean Porter's like looking around like, yeah, see what I have to deal with? And the father's like, yeah, well, we're going to have breakfast tomorrow and everything will be fine. Well, everything wasn't fine because Porter retired. Um, I think during that Jesus. breakfast, I'm not sure if the toast had arrived or what, but it was a good fight and shit. I miss good fights. I miss good fights. Why does it take four years for them to arrange good fights? Is it because was this the no, last one? Are no we done? Don King? No, because they could do Crawford Spence, but you know, no, I'm saying just, for 2021, was that the last, is there oh, one in December? It. Is there a heavyweight, uh, fight? I don't, I don't think, uh, I think you're right. I think that's it. I think that might be done. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's it for the good ones. Uh, NBA future stuff quickly. Curry now like? two to one on FanDuel for MVP. Uh, I got to stay. I mean, I I had it at ten. I love it. I love it. Durant's five to one. Giannis is eight to one. Jokic eight to one. Nobody else is realistic. I still you like said, Giannis at eight to one. 
Yeah, you said Giannis last week at eight to one. Yeah, he had, I think he had some two good. He had two good games, I think. Right. I honestly think he's the best player in the league. Like day after day, week after week, he's the best player in the league. But Curry's in the best situation, mm-hmm. and there's a top four. And if the Warriors end up being a sixty-plus win team and continue on the roll they are, he's going to win, and he should win because he means, you know, he's the most valuable to the best team I think still matters. But And Chase Cunningham I, I, jumped right to rookie of the year, right to the lead again. That sucks. And that one's weird to me. Do they have odds for that? Yeah, I got money on Scotty Barnes here, but he's he's second at three to one. You might be okay with that. And then for conference division winners, mm-hmm. Go, Golden State's now the favorite in the West finally. I don't know what took so long. They're plus 320. In the division, they're minus 110. Minus I 100. still feel like that is a layup. Yeah. They're the best team in that division. They have the most flexibility if anybody goes down for a little bit. The Lakers are now 12 to 1. The Lakers and LeBron is going to, I mean, how about that fight today? That Isaiah stood out. I was watching fight. when that happened. Like you LeBron, are? LeBron definitely was frustrated and definitely whipped an elbow and followed through with the fist and yeah. he's going to get suspended. I haven't seen, I, I think LeBron has handed himself the best on the court probably of any of the great players. Like he never usually gets caught up in that stuff, but he was like, I think he was so frustrated. Um, that guy was like knocking his back and he really like went, went at him. I didn't, it didn't feel like it was a hundred percent. I have another theory. I, I agree with you. It wasn't accidental, but he just took off so much time and he wants to keep taking time off. Cause he knows, I mean, this is your NBA. You know how it is. doesn't matter yeah. if he sits 25 games, but he can't sit another seven games for a weird injury. So he wants to right. get suspended a couple. I think it was all oh, intentional suspension. Yeah, he did it on purpose. He did it on purpose. <laughs> well, the Lakers somehow, they're like 500, but they've pulled three or four of these out of their butts. I know. They're kind of hanging around. And the West is really bad. And um, how did this happen with the West? You could being be the bad? ninth, yeah, you yeah. could be the ninth worst team, ninth best team in the West. And then the drop off between nine and 10 is massive. So, yeah, Kings know. fired their coach today. Mm hmm. Um, all these teams feel like they have a chance to get in the playing game, even though they're not even playing that well. But I mean, fans are vomiting. It's so bad. That's how bad the West is right now. They're actually vomiting on the court. That was the best social media clip for basketball in like five <laughs> years. People, anyone who didn't see that over the weekend, there's a guy at the Kings Jazz game. The mascot is helping. Booting. <laughs> Clean up. There, there's towels and he's just, it's still coming out. He's and just, he's laughing. What? Like Rudy, Go, Rudy Gobert is like smiling and he's like laughing and like shaking his head. You think it was food or, or liquor or both? I don't, I don't know what it was. It was, it was watching the Kings, I think. Because <laughs> I wanted to throw up Thursday night when we all had dinner because I ate too much. Did you eat too much? Yeah. Yeah, I ate too much. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it seemed like he seemed a little drunk. Was my takeaway? Yeah, that that's one. probably it. That's probably what's going on. People are excited; they're getting out of the house. They don't know how to handle themselves. <laughs> All right, uh, let's do Parent Corner. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. From legroom to headroom, our friends at CarMax know that finding the right car is all about the perfect fit, which is why they created the Love Your Car Guarantee. It starts with a 24-hour take-home test drive before you buy, so you can be sure it fits to a T. And after you buy, CarMax has you covered with a 30-day money-back guarantee up to 1,500 miles. Learn more at CarMax.com. CarMax, car buying reimagined. All right, Sal, you're up. All right. So, um, you know, my son, same age as your daughter. He's a junior in high school. They're in the semifinals and the playoffs, varsity football. He plays every down on defense, defensive end. The town is into it. It's as small. I mean, it's as Friday night lights as we're going to get in, um, you know, 
in a, in a town in beach town in California. Right. So, yeah. But it's very cool. Like you run into people and everyone's talking about it, that. Oh, your son's playing great. Oh, your son's playing great. Yeah. This is, oh, we really have a chance. Very exciting. And then the game is Friday night at seven and about five o'clock, my phone starts blowing up from like texts from parents. Like, do you believe this? Like, what the hell? What kind of shit are they trying to pull? So it turns out the team we beat and rather handily last week informs our coach Friday morning that they had positive COVID tests on their team and kids played with COVID the week before. And he's like, I don't know what you want to do about it, but you you have guys that played with um, kids that were affected from our team. And our coach is like, uh, our coach didn't know what to do. He's like, all right, well, what, um, give us your na their names and I'll look at the tape and we'll see who was close to them. Like, did they all play? And the coach is like, we can't tell you anything. You guys have to deal with it. So now the parents are like, and keep in mind, like our whole team tested negative on Wednesday. I don't yeah. wanna, like this is going to get political, but I, I don't care. But so we all tested negative on Wednesday. Um, and, uh, and that should be good enough, I think. And the parents are all like, yeah, go, let them play. It's outdoors and it's fine. It was a week ago and everyone tested negative on Wednesday. Let them play. And the superintendent's like, no, no, no. If you weren't vaccinated, which seven players weren't vaccinated, five of them are seniors, you're not playing. And five of them start starters, five of them seniors. And it's like, this is outrageous. Now people are trying to get rapid tests for the unvaccinated seniors and players. And superintendent's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So our coach is scrambling. And now this is like 20 minutes before the game. They finally let someone comes to their senses. And now everybody gets to play. But this is after they switched lineups and everything. So we're unfocused and we lose 46-43 in a oh. heartbreaker. 46 fucking 43. And you have to think like maybe things would have been different if the last two hours before the game weren't spent trying to watch film to see who was next to who. We don't even know who's vaccinated. But this is a crazy thing. Like this team might have, there might have been bad blood and they might have just made this up. Like we could make this up with the team that beat us next week and call their coach next Friday. And then they're going right. to have to deal with that. Just like what the hell is going on in this world? Like I don't want to. Again. Why would they wait until Friday? They found out a week later so that there was the COVID. Like, do they, was there even, uh, are they, is it even serious? Like maybe they made the whole thing up because they don't have to give out names. So they might've made the whole thing up. Should anyway, be a ringer narrative podcast. It really may have to be, but we're proud of the Miracosta Mustangs. 46, 43. Damn it. Damn it. Simmons. It's so, it's so much fun. I can't wait for you to experience it. Football. I cannot Night wait either. Tackle. What a tough way to have lose the season, though. Jesus. It's ridiculous. So stupid. I I had my parent corner was also about high school football, but it's not my kids. Oh, what so happened? you might remember three years ago, my friend Sully, mm -hmm. MVP of my wedding, um, his son was the quarterback for Sitchard High, and they ended up winning the state yeah. title, mm -hmm. Division Four. So his younger son, Keegan, who was on that team, who's a ninth grader, who was like you know, he ninth graders barely play, but he's playing a little bit, wide receiver, kick returner. So now he's on the Situa team and he's one of the best players as a captain. So they're playing to go to the state title again. Only he's the he's the guy now. They're wow. playing uh Grafton in the semis on Saturday. Grafton comes back, ties at 14-14, fourth quarter. Keegan breaks a 66 yarder for the eventual game winning touchdown. Now they're going to for the Div 4 title and they changed the brackets around. So they're playing Duxbury, which is their situate Duxbury. Those are, they're like right next to each other. That's the, the big rivals of each mm -hmm. other in the same league. But now they're actually playing for the state uh, title in Gillette. 
because they wow. all play the state things in Gillette. Most That's hated fun. rival. My my buddy saw his last last dance, and uh, and his wife enjoyed the game so much. She, I think she had, I think five Red Ball shots. Red, what's the what thing? What are the things you drink though? Red Bull Fireball. Vodka? Oh, fireball. fireball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah multiple fireball shots. So we called them after the game and she's <laughs> screaming in the background. It's like really coming, literally coming to an end. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the, the Sully family. That's great. Situate. Unbelievable. Now Duxbury, the last frontier, they could do two state titles. Anyway. That's insane. That's fun. And no COVID, um, no, no dumb, mysterious. No, COVID. no dumb, yeah. no dumb stuff. Yeah. High school football. Gotta love it. Gotta yeah. love having it back. Yep. Um, all right. That's it for Parent Corner. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. Finding the right car is all about the perfect fit. Maybe the most important criteria on your list is making sure your favorite mug fits in the cup holder. Our friends at CarMax aren't here to judge. They don't want you to just buy your next car. They want you to love it. CarMax created the Love Your Car Guarantee, giving you 24 hours with your potential future car before you buy it to make sure it's the one. And after you buy it, you're covered with a third-day money-back guarantee up to 1,500 miles. Learn more at CarMax.com. CarMax, car buying, reimagined. So do we hit everything? I think we did. I think we got everything. Basketball, right. football. Anything to plug? Cowboys suck. Yeah. Uh, Anything to plug other than food in your stomach on Thursday? No, there's no more room after that. Fox Bet Live Monday. It's me. Uh, I think Clay Travis and uh, Alex Curry. Extra points. Check us out on the Extra Points Podcast Network. We'll go over the Monday night game. Props, game side total, and first touchdown. Simmons, me, Harry, Darren, Brian. We've given out first touchdown winners plus 69 units if you just take our first touchdown suggestion. Who do you hmm. think scores? Who scores first? Gronk? Is he definitely playing? No, he's not definitely playing. So Godwin and Evans are, it's, it's very low. They're like five or six to How one. How about a Cam, Cam Brate? Ooh, interesting. Well, Cam Brate for like 20 to one? Is that what he is? Let's see. Be something like that, right? 15 to yeah, one? Yeah, but you and I, we love the tight ends for these things. So yeah, because be... it's always like the long drive and then the two yard play action. You know what we haven't seen is uh, Tampa taking himself, and that's thirty-one mm. to one. I'm considering that. Yeah, maybe Braid is twenty-two to one. Not bad. Oh, speaking of Tampa, I watched Man in the Arena, whatever that show is on ESPN. I watched the first episode. Oh yeah, uh -huh. I just wanted to see how they did it. It was really good. I got to say, I enjoyed it. It was all about the two thousand one Patriots. Really, thumbs up. Yeah, good times. Enjoyed it. Interesting. Fun, fun walk down memory lane. I should Not look. Bad. I should skip Narcos for a minute and put that on. I mean, no, you would hate it. You you oh, okay. ended up losing. Oh yeah, yeah thousands right. of dollars. Oh yeah, yeah, you're not going to like that at all. Oh, Two thousand bad. Yeah, I hate that one. Yeah, I ha I do have two shows that I like though. One is Yellow Jackets on Showtime. I think mm -hmm. is really good. It's about this high school soccer team that's playing crashes in like the mid nineties. Right, And then it kind of vacillates between now and the mid-90s. I think that show's really good. And I liked Sex Lives of College Girls on HBO Max. I what? thought that was good. Yeah, really? it's good. It's about these four freshman girls at college. My wife really loved it. Who, who tuned you into that? It's Allison? a good one. No, my wife. My wife. I like um, that. All right, I'll take a look. By the way, congratulations to your daughter, Zoe. We're singing. Uh, I mean, I know you forced her to do it. Uh, the, the nice singing video. Lani, I got a documentary to promote. <laughs> You're going to learn this song whether you like it or not. <laughs> and then she's she's uh, killing it right from the heart. Alanis. You know, that was really organic. I got to say, was I it? showed her a cut uh -huh. and then she liked ironic and she just started messing around the piano for like six hours trying to that figure out great. how to play it. She had heard it was the good. song before, right? For sure. She had heard, she was familiar with the song. Yeah. Not really. No, no. I think, I think with our kids, it's, it's, 
I swear, this this would have been a good parent corner. They're so much smarter than us. They're yeah. running an ad for the John Madden documentary, mm-hmm. right? And I'm watching TV with my son. And my son goes, Dad, John Madden was an announcer? He had oh, no. no idea. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> how old are you? He just thought Madden was like the guy in the video game. Right. I was like, yeah, he was the most important sports announcer of all time. <laughs> before Tony Romo came, yeah. <laughs> I know what like, you're saying. Before yeah. Tony Romo. Yeah. Come what, on. Kind of, what are you laughing about? Yeah. Come on. Madden's, Madden's so... Madden one, Larry Merchant two, based announcers of all time. No, Tony Romo one, <laughs> Madden two, and you can put Larry Merchant three if you want. By the way, the new HBO oral history, I'm talking to Jim Miller about it this week, the new book that's coming out. Mm-hmm. A lot of good HBO sports stuff. I think you'll like it. Oh, yeah? Like, you forget, like, how important the boxing stuff was, all the drama of when they lose Tyson. There's some good stuff in there. I watch Mayweather yelling at Merchant probably twice a week. I watch that clip. <laughs> I love great. Merchant so much. I really do. Merchant was the best. All yeah. right, Sal. Good job by you. Good job by you, buddy. That's it for the podcast. Don't forget about uh, the rewatchables coming on Thanksgiving. An all-time classic. I'm just telling you now. That's happening. Uh, two more pods on this feed this week. Don't forget about the Prestige TV podcast as well. Don't forget about Plain English with Derek Thompson. New podcast we launched last week that uh, I think is fantastic. That's it. I will see you on this feed on Tuesday.